0: gentlemen dude rocks and excellent jelly bean aficionados out there welcome to the man childy candidate with p boss and g man for episode two or three, oh, three Ah, yeah. oh, hell you know once you get over one it's just like whoo, we're doing this full time now it's insane so i'd like to welcome a very handsome and flatulent uh co-host p boss today to the microphone
1: Thank you very much, and I am at least fifty percent of those things. Uh, G man, how are you? You look well. I noticed though the blind is pulled down. You uh, are you're not you're not a fan of light today. Much
0: oh no, it's it's a very light free day for me today, and um, there are reasons. And you know we've all got our reasons, don't we, man? It's just yeah. Oh, I'm just I'm not sitting inside today squinting you know the sun's shining through it's horrible the birds are chirping children laughing it's just revolt i'm not going it's annoying and selfish of them i've shut all the curtains i've shut the windows and i'm going to play some rock and roll music you know to keep them at bay although that might in fact attract them because rock and roll is the bomb
1: yeah come on yeah yeah
0: yeah how are you traveling there brother
1: Loving it, loving it, man. Yeah. Having so much fun with these discussions, having so much fun with the engagement. Uh, the news is that we're on Facebook now. We have a page. Yeah. Um, and you can find us on the – man. just search the man, Manchildian Candidate. And, uh, yeah, just enjoying the interaction, looking forward to more of the interaction. You're telling me that we might have some followers on the spo Tiffy, which is just – it's oh. so –
0: so smashing exciting. already isn't it exactly so and remember when searching the man Childian candidate there is a hyphen in between man and Childian. so you know that's a little dash for those that not that equipped
1: i was <laughs> in the i brain. was already, yeah i was already you
0: were, <laughs> what the hell is <laughs> a hyphen god it's an alien race coming to take us over slowly and slowly
1: <laughs> you know totally man totally they- goshkins yeah. So, in terms of your attitudes toward light, is it more like the, the is it more like the Mogwai that does not want to become the uh, gremlin? <laughs> the gremlin. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's
0: kind of the opposite. It's kind of like um, you know vampirism, but like Twilight vampirism. I, in fact, just get really beautiful in the sun, so I start yeah, shining it's... and glistening a little bit. You know, and yeah. it's too much. It's too much. And we're on camera right now, and you know, I might blow your new HD camera, brother. I'm not on my watch. Yeah. yeah so yeah. 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 Yeah, blinds are drawn, dude. Um, And today we've been waxing all things. And what i got to say, uh, basic gist about the man, Charlie, and Candidate. Give us the gist, uh, man. It's really important, really, isn't it, for those new listeners. Uh, We talk pop culture and all things pop culture. We may be throwing a few conspirators in there, some mindfulness, some understanding of the world, but mostly video games and films in all sorts of regard. Big Um, and small screen. Absolutely, man, and that's absolutely critical. And for those new players at home, um, this is a spoiler-riddled event. So if you
1: are... I love, I love how this weekend... you've remembered to do it. Because yeah, I know. I
0: said it at the end of the last show. That's just not good enough. So we're going to spoil the hell out of some stuff for you. Um, plot lines and blah, blah, blah in various um, departments. And uh, so if you're a bit fragile about this, most of the things we're going to be talking about are fairly, you know, they're a little bit vintage, if you know, um, but there's batterings of modernity in there as well. But you've had 30, 20 to 30 years to watch some of these things. So, you know, bad luck if we spoil some of them for you but hopefully it just excites you to go and see it yourself yeah
1: you've had 20 or 30 years and you know you really need to examine your your bloody broadband speed if you can't take in some of these you know classics time
0: management you know like this 30 years i mean there's you can do a lot in 30 years
1: yeah yeah i mean i haven't what do you you, no i i I haven't i'm 37 and
0: i yeah nothing really changed
1: for me but here we are so what you're saying is you peaked at seven
0: Mm, yeah, that was a yeah. That, my mum made me a, a, a birthday cake. It was a punk and it was just the coolest thing. And I hate punks. Um, well, I don't hate punks. I, that's really horrible to say. There's no hatred here at all. I just don't really uh, indulge in ones uh, in this genre, you see. It's not really my jam,
1: to yeah. be honest with you. But yeah, was so the, I did Pete's Seven. Yeah. Was the jam in the punk cake or is that?
0: Yeah, there really was. Yeah, apricot yeah. jam. Yeah, yeah it was pretty nice Dude. but um yeah as soon as i got my voltron uh toy oh. that was it. like honestly at seven that was my birthday present wow, like, ah, well it actually doesn't get any better my mum kept telling me it was going to get better but here i am still got the voltron toy no better so
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. about that hey so i'm Talk curious you, about man. which which era voltron was it the pure robot era oh, Voltron, yeah, yeah. or the lions the era lions
0: voltron. man the lions the, yeah. li- the lions is the original man yeah like Absolutely, like eighties. Oh, just delicious, man! And it's the I only can't one. believe I've still got it. It really is, you know. And that's sort of spawned a whole lot of other stuff, didn't it? Really. What sort of
1: condition up? is it in?
0: Oh, a horrible condition. Yeah, because okay. I basically treated it like a teddy, so cuddled. You know, hard plastic cuddling is. Um, yeah, that's how I learn. That's why I've got so many calluses. I'm basically yes. a rock man. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. yeah but yeah. seriously, man, Voltron. We can wax about that another time. About you know, that might be a good one too. Childhood favorites i think kidding? you know for our formative years it sort of built us
1: 100 percent. and so yeah. going going back to what we're saying look the the spoiler concept is interesting i feel like yeah when we're going into ye oldie ye oldie ancient times you know that the, the spoiler alert is is courteous but you know just uh get with it if you haven't seen it we're always going to put well, the, the 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 topics of discussion in the liner notes so we'll try our best um to avoid a, a good spoiling, but sometimes, you know what, you need a good spoiling.
0: Oh, you do, and to really get to the bare bones of, uh, you know, the topics we're going to be talking about, you actually, you really need to delve into it and have a whole understanding of uh, what the topic is. So, yeah. spoilers alert. So, beware, humans, beware, but I think you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and today, we're going to be
1: discussing, um, it was a very What are, broad... what are we doing? Yeah, Bring it's a good it. point, isn't it? Like- um, oh, Damn it, I need that it's... focus. I haven't had my Ritalin, Oh, <laughs> oh have I? dude.
0: No, you have. I can see you. Yeah, you're currently yeah. standing like and turning in circles, you know. But, you, got, you know, you got it under control, man. I'm really proud of you. Don't, um, don't, don't knock my about, hobbies. I never, never do, sir. Um, we're going to be talking about action films. Now, I know this is a broad, broad genre, but it's about the best action films. What makes an action film? What sticks with you? What do you walk out of the cinema or the lounge room saying or doing um, after you've seen such a piece of literature? Yes. It's a broad one, uh, P-Boss, isn't it? Like uh, there are so many sub of this. We've got um, like G-Fresh, original G-Fresh, action, G-Fresh. 80s action, 90s action is different again. Give and, us some um, boundaries, son. You've oh, and you boundaries. know I can barely give any boundaries. And I, I think what is most likely is we're going to drift into um, our favourite sort of classics, really, is what we discovered when we had a little uh, discussion around the water cooler. Um, and, uh, you is know... that we what talking- that was?
1: Was that... was it with- that was a water cooler, was it? I think it was water.
0: Yeah. Okay. It was clear. It was. I was tired, and yeah, it got very yeah, confusing. Yeah.
1: I drank from it, and I felt awful for about nine days. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, the priest did not bless that holy water. Not I don't bad. know if it was a water no. cooler, man. But that's fine. Oh. You know, <laughs> man. All
0: right, we need to check out the CCTV footage of that and really yeah. get back to it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, hard to uh, put parameters on this one because it's, uh, it really is so broad. Um, yeah. Can, mostly, can I?
1: Can I? Oh, if you've sorry, got did. some parameters. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. It's kind it's of my okay. thing. No, I, um, I I would say, for the purposes of this of this um, tangential taxi, that we need to leave out Marvel. Oh yeah, and good. We, point. I, I mean, I, I mean, as much as I hate to do it, because you know, I think the listeners are possibly picking up that we could literally pontificate for six hours. We can go there. Ah. Yeah. Um yeah, I would think for the purpose of this we need to leave out Marvel. That's a separate topic ep series. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we I probably agree. in fairness need to leave out such other big genres as or, or types as Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're out, I think. What do you what do you reckon?
0: yeah look because those guys all by themselves take up a whole show basically the amount that we could talk on them and um philosophize about the production about the concept and about the actuality so yeah i think that's safe man all right yeah no marvel today uh and no star wars there's probably a couple of other things that are going to pop oh wait we can't you see who knows so we're just going to go for it and see what happens but to you like all right well let's get the ball rolling on this guy please um what what To you, my brother, my esteemed colleague, what to you defines an absolute cracking action film?
1: Okay. So I will, I promise I'll give you an answer, but I'm noticing a format that we have. What we seem to do is we seem to sort of discuss our needs from the genre. We seem to sort of roughly categorise it. Then we kind of, what we seem to have been doing is establishing what we think is a benchmark and then we kind of criticise everything else in between. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I I've going to I am going to come out with straight off the bat, I am going to say Die Hard. I oh, think, come on, I think in terms of Hall of Fame, and this is just for the for the for the P boss, but Hall of Fame um, benchmark for so many reasons. I am just going to throw. Die Hard at UG Fresh.
0: Well, it's uh, stuck to the wall and it's going to stay there, my bro, because that is an action film. That's Bruce Willis in his peak, man. Director of this was uh, who? John McTiernan.
1: Oh, yeah, it was. Um, he's oh, going to come up again
0: later. Oh, he's going to keep coming up, man, and I love that. Why to you, though? Because I'm, I'm totally on your team, but the players at home may not know. What, what about Die Hard makes it like the pinnacle action film for you?
1: Well, look, in, in giving you an answer to this, I guess we're going to sort of set, set you know, in setting a benchmark, you're sort of saying, well, these are the ingredients that I need. And perhaps when we get to the casting aspersions section, um, it may be because the uh, the movies and the TV shows and the examples that we posit lack these attributes, yeah? So I would say first and foremost we establish a character that I care about. And this is going to be recurring through any genre genre that we discuss. Um, And I'll just brush over them, G, and just feel free to dive in if I miss anything. But off the top of my head, I would say we establish a character that we care about. We give him, we give him, um, we meet him at the start when he's in a certain position, a certain philosophy. By the end of the movie, he's evolved, he's grown. So he has an obvious problem that he has to get through, and we care about that. So, in the process of his heroic journey, he has to change, um, and we see why he has to change. So, um, I would also say that we have excellent casting. We have, you know, we have the 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 bad guy, the yin to the yang or the yang to the yin um, in in Hans Gruber. Oh, Alan um, Rickman, bra. <laughs> yes, you know, <laughs> delicious, uh, you know. And that—that uh, that is just, you know, he, he, he also just set the point for going, this is the villain, but it was not a stereotypical villain and we might come back to that as to why. Um, I think it was incredibly well shot. Um, it was almost like, my brother, it was almost like a video game in that... In that he started in a certain position and kind of needed to level up. You know, he initially um, has, a, has a gun, but, you know, he needs to get the MP5. The, you know, he kind of levels up as he's going through it. He's also kind of doing stealth and evasion. It's not, it was a point of difference. It wasn't just a, a Schwarzen Schnitzel or a, or a Stylone standing there with a heavy caliber gun just going, come one, come all, everyone gets led yeah
0: yeah and we'll be talking about some of those to be honest too and you know what i like about uh, die hard in that is that he is uh john McClane is the quintessential anti-hero he's in the wrong place at the wrong time or the wrong place at the right time because he actually saves the day spoiler alert but like he is the reluctant hero he doesn't really want to be there but he has to to save his, his wife you
1: know yeah well yeah yeah and i mean even even the perspective of yeah he goes from apathy i mean it's not the first time but i would say again it's the first time we see um the hero is broken he's alcoholic there's a lot of there's a lot of reference to the fact that you know that the marriage is just broken up or they've been separated or they're divorced or whatever it is i think they're divorced because she's discussing changing the name he can't find her name on the Roller deck she says holly Gennaro, you know that's right yeah Um, not holly mclean exactly that's right so so they're um they're divorced and he's picking up the pieces you know and uh, you know it's it's clear that he's kind of a broken dude. He does just doesn't doesn't have a lot, and um, so I think that obvious that trope has been done so many times, and yeah. probably second episode in a in a row. I'm gonna refer to your mate. No, I mean no, I mean oh, Statham. Um, thank you. Yeah. Like uh, Statham tried to do that trope in uh, the recent one <laughs> about the giant shark. Uh, Meg, was
0: that, is that what it's called? Oh, I'm so angry oh, I Meg. watched that. Oh, um,
1: shivers. I didn't watch it, man.
0: And I look just, at me. Not ruling it off. I'm
1: already, <laughs> no, I'm already casting aspersions.
0: <laughs> you're a changed man. No, you really are. That's an interesting thing too with Die Hard is that was sort of um, – Uh, I can't remember what year that was in, my bro. It was um, mid 80s, yeah. Um, yeah. But it was sort of like the beginning when action heroes and and Schwartz's got one and everyone sort of got one in this sort of era. It's the quip, it's the one liner, it's the badass thing to say when you toss someone off a roof or you do that, you know? So, I mean, classically, John McClain's got the yippie kaye mother flipper. And that's just, man, I say that when I wake up alive every morning and it's like, wow, that's a surprise. Yippie kaye mother flipper. I know, man. man." I (laughs) know. Seriously.
1: I I agree. And, and there's something
0: about um McLean as well that um even in the sequels, he he always seems to prevail, but he gets the snot kicked out of him. By the end of the show, he's covered in his own blood, it's other people's blood, it's sort of grease from climbing up an elevator shaft or whatever. He's he's actually, yeah, he's all Disheveled. in, and that's what I love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unlike who I was gonna mention, um is who somehow during his action films can never really seem to have a hair out of place. Doesn't matter how many times he's been punched in the head is uh captain Steven Seagal, who is the most stony, ordinary, useless pay by numbers action hero I've ever seen
1: in my days. Look, look, um, I, I'll come back to that, but, he does have two or three films which are quite good, but they were, you know, 50 years ago. Now, <laughs> yeah. just, just was- kind of continuing to put Die Hard on the ramp to just look at it, it's um, as, as, you, as you mentioned, you know, he gets so banged up. Um, you know, he spends half the movie trying to find a pair of shoes. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, you know the scene, the scene where Hans Gruber and his cronies, you know, use that to his disadvantage, and he's got to run across the glass, yeah, they shoot and the glasses, Yeah, we get shoot the glass. You know, we get the wonderful, we get the wonderful scene with, um, I think it's Al the cop, and as he's in the Dunny man pulling the glass out of his feet. Yeah, you know, we get the wonderful discussion about you know, owls fall from grace. How you know the whole scene with you know pulling a gun and shooting a kid because it yeah. was dark and in the alley, the kid had a ray gun, but it looked like a. So I mean, sort of corny by today's standards, but like this, this, this sort of beautiful admission um, that allows McLean to get through this horrible ordeal of pulling. Large chunks of glass out of his feet. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, yeah, man, yeah. One man's emotional pain helping another man get through his physical pain. Just, yeah, it's interesting. Interesting. Well,
0: oh, you've gone into this, man. I see what you've done here.
1: I've watched it a lot, and it's one of the <laughs> yeah. reasons one of the reasons why we talked about the thirty years and not a lot getting yeah. done.
0: Well, um, look, man, that's one of those things too, because it's actually because <laughs> it's set at Christmas time. It's actually in effect a Christmas film. Oh, it's so, my favorite. I mean,
1: if you want every to put year, that on at Christmas instead of Jingle All the Way? Then please do. Every every year, my bro, it's my favorite Christmas movie, and I won't move what on that. Easy. And um, the
0: second one said in um, at Christmas as well. You know the oh one in the airport. God, that's, 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 I think that's Christmas as well. I do. Yeah, yeah. It has to and be then right. Die Hard with a Vengeance, which ah oh, is so good too. Having Jeremy Irons as um, Hans Gruber's
1: exactly um, franchise and angry brother. brother. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, great, yeah. isn't it? Well, I mean, it's it's um. You know, it's it's interesting. We had discussions about remakes or reboots or sequels. I guess it's only a matter of time before this one is remade, rebooted, redone. But, so, brother, to sort of round this one up, the 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 point of difference in with Hans Gruber is that he is so clinically calm, and he's obviously got the beautiful, you know, the beautiful intonation of his words that was part, you know part of that man as an actor, part of his charm was the way he just felt words in his mouth and played with them before he would say them, (laughs) you know what I mean? And so it's kind of like Hans isn't screaming. He's not losing it. He's incredibly calm the whole way through, um, which is different. We had a lot of bad guys. We had a lot of token bad guys in that era from the country, you know, and they were always, bah, 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 you know, um, but here's Hans just calmly, just yeah. calmly talking, would someone please tell Carl his brother is dead, you know, just <laughs> very matter of factly, yeah, and yeah. that to me has almost never been done as well. Yeah, um, some would think
0: that's no passion, but that's actually just pure composure.
1: Exactly, man. He's mm. clinical. He's been planning this for years. He's been yeah. thinking about this. There's nothing left. Then, of course, brother, you get the scene where Hans pretends to be someone else. Yeah, I mean, it is that's ma- a good one for mine. It is magical, and and you know, McLean hands him the gun already picked it. He's handed him a gun with it with no bullets in the clip. You know, and it's just. Yeah. You know, watching Rickman play with that. Oh, God, you're one of them, aren't you? You know, just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, it's a classy
0: act, that scene, man.
1: And mm-hmm. there's stupid moments in it, like chucking a chucking a fire hose around your waist and jumping out of a window. It's like, well done. Oh, you. That
0: works, man. I've you seen know. it happen, all
1: right? I <laughs> like agree. And act- you... Yeah. You've done it at work a couple of times. I've seen. Oh, you do more it. than that. Yeah, yeah. It, it 50% was a little.
0: The time it's worked.
1: Yeah, it was a little bit weird because it was like, hey man, it's just you know you wanted to get the lunch room and you could have used the stairs, but I appreciate your vibe, <laughs> yeah. brother. Yeah. Oh, thank you, my bro. Thank you. It confused well, a lot of people, but you know I'm into it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah but impressed so, some too. Oh me me. I know that's all that counts to me. That's man. that's exactly that moment you did that, my brother. I became I became your Sam. You know. <laughs> I looked at uh, I looked at it as you were cascading through that window. Many would say inappropriately and randomly, I was looking at you going, I'm your Sam. <laughs> I um, might not be able to carry the ring, but I can carry you. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Well, thank um, you, Sam. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here when you need me, brother. But, um, oh, I mean, do you, I mean, uh, should we, we probably should move on, but do you have any, you know, what are your thoughts on the, on the diehard as, as possibly oh. being saying that this is a top tier
0: Oh no it is 100% and that's uh, not only is it a fantastic sort of trope and it's uh it invented a lot of the um a lot of the tropes to be honest with you Didn't. and put gave a a real action hero you know invented an action hero john mcclane everyone knows who john mcclane is yeah. anyone who's watched it obviously but yeah you know, seriously it's an absolute bomb of a film and i just love it so yeah no Absolutely worthy of the uh, the admission list, there, dude.
1: So thank All right, you, my brother. Um, that is thank you for tolerating my my oh, random. wasn't even tolerating it. Was an absolute butum. thrill to swim in it. So um, what is your what is your? I've I've thrown out my kind of benchmark, sort of this, yeah. is, this is the potentially the pinnacle, brother. Share yeah. with us. Share with us. What's yours?
0: Well, what's really hard about this, my bro, is the fact that um, for those. Players that don't know, I was a video shop guy for some years in video land. As was was I. Probably, oh like honestly i had that job when i was 30 though dude that's like you know (laughs) early 20s dream job like yeah man i can go to work a little bit hungover and just eat pizza and sort of like no
1: and be that cat behind the the video shop counter you know recommending uh, star wars and monkey magic to kids (laughs) you would you you would jack black and empire records pretty much dude it was no way do you even Uh, know your daughter yeah. And
0: to my boss, I hope you know. I hope he's fine with this. But if there ever was a father in the store with their kid getting out uh, Star Wars, um, I would give it to them for free because, as far as I'm concerned, that is school and that shouldn't be paid for. So yeah. off you go, get some education under your belt. Right. Um, and so that's where it's really hard for me, uh, man, to be honest. Um, but if I'm going to you know boil it down, there is one that stands out head and shoulders in my opinion above all and that is a sequel and it's terminator 2 oh. in my opinion is the best action film of all time 100% number mm, 1 balls. it is exciting and james cameron at his absolute best like the pacing of james cameron's films we've discussed it uh you know about aliens and etc 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 and original terminator of course but the pacing of t2 um sarah connor is not her um frail and uh confused self she's been you know uh, incarcerated in the crazy bin and she's pumping weights and she's getting big and mean because she knows the truth and arnie is the most solid cool dude you've ever seen in this finally actually being the bad uh, the good guy as opposed to being the bad guy in the first terminator yeah, yeah, yeah. and one of the scariest i think antagonists and enemies of all time is the t-1000 not like not only like the original thing that kyle reese says to sarah connor about the terminator he does not sleep he will not rest until you are dead yeah. well this guy's that but you also can't hit him with bullets because he's liquid metal and he turns his arms into spikes. I mean, come on. That is horrifying, my dude. Just horrifying. But it's also got time travel and some philosophy in there, alternate histories, alternate potential futures. It's just, it gives you everything. It gives you that cerebral kick that you need a little bit of mind juice and then just, good old-fashioned explosions. Like when he's um, at Cyberdyne Systems and it's gone tits up and he's got the minigun just wailing on the cops
1: outside. Are you serious? Yeah. Dude, now
0: that is an action film.
1: And so that's my pick. Oh, dude, and I, and I love it. And again – for so many reasons this could be examined. It goes into Hall of Fame for potentially best sequel right up there with Empire. Yeah. Yep. It's like it's like, wow, you've you've come out and, and made a movie that's arguably better than the first and the I first is groundbreaking.
0: Is. I would say um, it is better.
1: Yeah, um, it's uh it's one of those it's one of those things where it was just like that is that is that is epic on so many levels. Again, casting, you know, here comes Robert Patrick, just yeah. this menacing calm have you seen this boy the scene the scene where and he can morph and and he can imitate people the scene where he's talking as john connor's stepmother and it that's pans hard. slowly across from you know just she's yeah, kind wolf, of he's fine honey wolf that's just right fine. and then just the arm sword through the fridge and there's yeah. actual mum. it's just like but that was a oh, cool scene too snap
0: yeah, exactly. And th- that's what I was going to say is because there's actually both Terminators talking to each other because um, our T-800, Arnold Schwarzenegger, takes the phone from John to Picks talk it. to the stepmom, and there the two Terminators are with the appropriate voices speaking to each other. And then he hangs up the phone and says, your foster parents are dead.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, and he just knows that it's the T one thousand. It's a horrifying man, and the musical score—that was the first thing I learned how to play on piano when I was young. It was just like, oh, it's the finest theme. Um, it's so badass and industrial, and
1: oh, just gets Gun- you going. Man. Guns and Roses, yeah.
0: Oh, Guns and Roses, man, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, what an absolute win. And that scene in the um in the gutters, the the LA gutters, when um John's escaping, um on the, on the back of the Harley with Arnie and the truck is just cruising through trying to crush them. Come on. Yeah. Damn it, man. And it doesn't ever let up. It's got that, you know, as we're talking, like, um, it, it's got that tone where you as the viewer don't feel safe. No. Cause that guy isn't stopping, you know? And how do you stop that dude? I mean, you might want to melt him in a pile of molten steel, perhaps. I don't know. I'm just thinking off the cuff. Not that that happens to those that have. How many of those
1: do you have lying around? And you know, you reckon he's right. He's probably kind of aware of going. Oh, that might be my my fundamental flaw. I should not swim in molten metal at any point. These
0: these guys are human. They will come out of the metal factory eventually. I'll just wait outside. Yeah, safe, safe. (laughs)
1: You know? Yeah, they're like they're, he's always just going. They're going to go for the metal move. It's all they got. So <laughs>
0: that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. But yeah,
0: anyway. So that um, tough uh, female protagonist in Sarah Connor. Gee, you know, oh. up there with and James Cameron's always given that. I mean, look at Ripley. Ripley, gee, man, come on. That's one of the toughest goddamn leads. Not just female lead, but leads ever. you know, well, just the moment. what
1: I can I can I briefly can I briefly talk about the positional shift of some of the key characters which I Can you talk briefly about anything? Let's find out That's so true um, <laughs> oh, we got This is part in my opinion of the brilliance of James Cameron in that era you go from, I mean what a creative idea G G-man, to basically the very thing that you spent the entirety of your first movie creating as the un. Beatable menace by creating a different creature in the second one. You just go, "Oh, this thing's obsolete. <laughs> this yeah. thing that I said now was top tier and could could destroy anything obsolete." So Arnie's character, quote unquote, shifts from being the top tier predator to being the, in a sense, the prey. Yeah. Sarah Connor transitions. From At the first movie, from being the prey, being scared and weird, not being able to accept it, unskilled, to actually, by the second film, she's now a predator. She's You're a right. warrior. So you've had some really interesting character shifts, which is why I think this, why I think this sequel works so well. He's sort of come in and gone, there's some things that you know here that are going to be familiar, but guess what? They're going to be really different um you know and we see we see in a, in a combative interaction between the two terminators that Arnie's just is just not not competitive you know the longer if it was to go on the longer it would go the less competitive Arnie would be in this you know yeah. battle in Precisely. fact if you took the two of them into the like the UFC the octagon you know Arnie's not simply not going to prevail it's like no. trying to punch a bucket of water yes yeah, so exactly. bro may i say what a selection what a what a rate oh, call um I won't I won't inquire or break your eggs as to why it's not in the sci-fi category because mm. there's so much action in it so it fits in both. Um, well that's right and
0: that's that's the uh when we're trying to disseminate the uh, the genres like this I mean
1: you know we're
0: talking at the start of the different brands of action and sci-fi is is a, in a league of its own that can be another program
1: for sure you know but what, um you know that what that slips in there it's our show it's our show <laughs> yes yes you know our you producer
0: know? Mario Patslova, I haven't seen him in weeks. Like, yeah, and he's he he, in my house. <laughs> you know, like, I can listen, hear
1: his phone when I call him. Yeah, listen. Like, do you do you think he's actually aware that we think of him as a producer? I just I don't want to have this as a recurring yeah. discussion. We should probably have it offline. But he's not giving off any key indications that he is either a a producer, b qualified to be a producer, or c has any intent or awareness that he's our producer. Anywhere. Yeah, and D also actually awake. I have like, seriously. <laughs> it could be anywhere. You know? <laughs> Look, it's fine, and it's great to learn his name. I didn't even know his name, Mario oh, yeah, Patslova, Yeah, yeah, he doesn't know me. That's mm. fine.
0: No, and that's that's cool. He didn't want to meet you. Actually, like, just no, no, man. I don't,
1: I don't. You know me. I don't want to meet anyone. Um, he was intimidated. Yeah. So um, that is what what a what a what a hall of fame right there. Yeah. Um, totally. Look, and we're happy. I'm not wearing my anus gerolitis hat today. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to excuse in the forum of this discussion. I'm going to excuse the some of the time travel paradoxes and unforced errors. But if you do, if you think you're getting away with not having a show purely about that, G man, you're wrong. <laughs> but I'll shelve it for now. Um, good idea. I, I shouldn't bring up shelving. It's you not- definitely should. I think it's appropriate. Okay. Yeah, very good. So uh, can I? You know, are, are, you, are you happy to move on to the? Oh, next?
0: absolutely! I'm satisfied with that. And so, yeah, we need we need anothery.
1: Uh, oh, I've got more, but did oh, you? I know I've got a thousand more. Did you wanna? Did you wanna throw in? Um, did you wanna throw in a bucket of crud yet, or should we keep going?
0: Um, yeah, I think I think we should definitely chuck in some crud, and I think it's a, you know a, a crud and then a wholesome handful. Okay, uh, well
1: let me let sure. me let me play devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. Um, let me let me just let me just look at the perspective of saying, well, why didn't why didn't the sequels work? Yeah,
0: okay, um, because once again, it felt like um, they were doing like a cash cow sort of thing, man. Terminator Three, um, Poxy, horrible, poorly cast, bad concept, and what they did was they tried to put humor all the way through it. And, you know, make a bit of fun out of the Terminator. Like when he wanders in, they're trying to recreate the scene in Terminator 2, when he walks into the bikey bar and says, need to close your boots and your motorcycle. Yeah. And they do the same thing. But what he's done in the third one is he's wandered into a, a, a male strip club. And, he pulls out the shades and does all that cool thing with their sparkly s- star shades and you know then he gets talk of the hand and he uses that later on and it's so dumb let mad magazine or saturday night live parody your franchise don't do it yourself treat me as the viewer with respect give me a give me something real man um, honestly so that is why it sucked majorly
1: right. yeah. asked asked and answered well put and oh thank you i would i would Add to that with just simply the fundamental problem of creating characters, and again, you know, I'm going to say it that the basic rule of anything artistic in this is this is P. Boss's you know reductive statement number twenty seven slash A. Essentially, anyone sitting down in any any form of artistic product is asking, "Who are you, and why do I care?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, um, whether I, I
0: suppose. Oh, sorry, man. Go on.
1: Well, I'm just saying whether you're sitting in front of a musician or whether you're sitting in mm. front of a piece of um, piece of art, it's like, who are you and why do I care? Yeah, um, yeah. And Precisely. so, and so, that's going to be a
0: running theme with us too, isn't it? It's all, it's all about the care you know that you have and the connection you have with the characters. Whether you give a damn to keep watching at all.
1: Yeah, so we get all those we get all those characters that are kind of just photocopy knockoffs of the originals with no background. Um, if I if I was to if I was to chuck in a bucket of you know a, a, something into the bucket of crud, it, it is it is the mag because we do like to we do like to try to comment on something that was made in the Y two K, something that's Y two K compliant, but. Um, yeah, and so many attempts at the tropes which we've talked about. So many attempts at the trope of the the dishevelled hero who's got to go on a journey. So, yeah, and I mean, I, I, I'm just going to throw that immediately in the bucket of crud of just going. I mean, I'll, I'll go on for the ride, G. I'll go. I'll suspend belief. I'll go on for the ride. I, I don't really care, but I guess I'm going to put up put up a, another comparison point, which may or may not be an action movie, but the difference between something like the Meg and Jaws, Mm. the difference between saying I'm going to create beautiful characters, I'm going to use music, direction and sound. Actually, you're not even really going to see the shark much, but you're going to be so scared. It's going to be represented with other mediums as opposed to just saying, these giant sharks. Halt, and at one, yeah. point, at one point, your mate is literally in the water, I don't know, 100 metres away from the shark swimming towards it with a spear gun to, to shoot a tracker into it. And it's, yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, why, why does it eat him? I, I don't know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just, just the difference between kind of um, seeing everything but being given nothing and yeah, not care. exactly.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I like the crud bucket. I might toss a couple of things in that bucket myself if you don't. Please mind. do. There's a there's a, um, a giant
1: shark swimming in it. Just be aware. <laughs> no good. This is probably perfect. And a, and a bald uh, English actor. <laughs>
0: oh, thank goodness. And well, that that's reminded me is this same bald English actor is in this film as well. <laughs> and it was um, it's all three of the Expendable films. The um, the whole wow. premise behind the Expendables um sounds so damn good on paper to. 80s and 90s action fanboys and I am one of them and I know you are too so the whole gimmick is Sly Stallone I think he wrote it he definitely directed it Um, and stars in this film where a bunch of bounty hunter mercenary sorts all hang out in this bar and they're all buddies but it just happens to be all of the biggest action films of all time. So you got Dolph Lundgren, Jason Statham, Jet Lee, Terry Crews, uh, Randy Couture, yeah. uh, and a few others. And the sequels have uh, progressively you know, more famous guys that they bring in too. Chuck Norris eventually gets in there. Uh, Mel Gibson, JCVD, and um, some other guy. You know, Schwarzenegger's in there too, I think. Yeah, and um, so something happens, and it's like um, – it's just like a film that they made for themselves. You know, it's kind of like when we're talking about Oceans, uh, the sequels to any of the Oceans. Not just not so, Oceans 11 was great, but the other ones, they're just like a chance for the actors to get paid and hang out with each other and just look cool. And That's what this film was. It was poxy. There was nothing to it. Admittedly, great gunplay, a lot of explosions, and I'm really happy. But I tell you, the thing really, it was Sylvester Stallone for me that let the whole thing down. Um, He took it far too seriously for his own fanboy project. And there's just one scene. I don't buy him as an action hero anymore. He's still muscly, but um, he's a little bit saggy in some spots. And so when he was, they were trying to evacuate the island or where they were running away from and he was running for the plane and he had to make it all these explosions behind him. And man, it's seriously, he really didn't look like he was going to make it. He just can't run that fast anymore. I'm like, Oh, Oh, Sly. What do you do man? drift into romantic comedies or something, you know?
1: Well, um, Yeah, look, he—he's a tough one for me because I know he cares. As in, a man of that age still doing all his well, a lot of his stunts, and in fact, he—he so badly damaged his neck in a fight scene in that very film. So, really, uh, oh, we're talking—we're talking surgery screws in his neck, all this sort of stuff. Um, It's—it's much like you know some of the some of the great man that i'm gonna bring up next jackie chan in a lot of his movies you can they leave it in the footage when when he gets the injury but um yes brother so he hurt himself extremely badly and in fact you know most of the movies that he's done like um you know dolph lundgren in rocky four send him to hospital for you know um and and you know he had at one point I think it was Rocky three or Rocky two that his peck tore off the bone like mm. he um he's a, he's a he's one for me that will always go into Hall of Fame and gee maybe we're going to bring him up later on but he always goes into Hall of Fame for Rocky and he always goes into Hall of Fame for First Blood for me not yeah. for not necess- any Rambo I think not necessarily not for me the any sequel. Rambo for him yeah, you know yeah. absolutely but number three was good. Yes so what i'm saying is you have a guy who really clearly cares but what i what i've heard when between looking at you know various shows and media outlets and interviews with him is it, it, it sort of quickly got beyond the control. Like you have that amount of egos in a room, my cousin, um, all of a sudden, you know, the, 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 weighty tome that is the thickness of the riders, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, yeah. going, geez, the King James Bible isn't that thick. Um, that's a, that's a lot of pages just asking for Brown M&Ms, but yeah. So there's, there was a point where a obviously physically, he incurred a really bad injury, but also felt like, in many ways he kind of lost control just with all the egos many would say and what did you expect <laughs> but um the <laughs> i get what you mean but in some of in, in in some of his later sequels in some of the later rockies i found him arguably very believable but in the last installment of rambo which i'm not sure if you've seen um, like the modern one it's very interesting well, man <laughs> he's he's extremely menacing, um, but he's not relying as much on the out-and-out out physicality. He's he's laying traps and he's being more... Uh, what would be the word? In my opinion, more based around the originality of his character because he was a special forces soldier. So... So, sorry to harp on about this, but, you know, uh, First Blood is all about how he's a special forces operative using the environment. You know, he's making traps, man, <laughs> you know, trees with spikes yeah. and stuff, just like he did in Vietnam, just like he did in Cambodia. Um, you know, he's, he's even camping out in a cave. It's really, if you haven't seen it in a while, it's, listeners, it's it's really worth a watch because it's so far from what he later becomes. There's no, there's no real big... B- moments you know he's a returning veteran it's probably one of the first movies that really on a grand scale talked about ptsd who gets hassled by the cops so he you know loses it and they throw him in jail and it's his his post-traumatic reaction to being in jail that's all it is
0: yeah and that gives him that level of depth too you know because he's he's traumatized he's not well you know and this is a direct response it's quite quite remarkable really i think it does get overlooked quite a bit the old um original rambo
1: it's got um it's got a lot of commentary on some of the big underlying themes, bros. How do we how do we treat returning soldiers? Like it was yeah. one of the, you know. So anyway, I, I I digress. But um, yeah, The Expendables is is just very difficult to watch because at what point you don't want to be ageist, but what point do you go really? Like <laughs> you're born in some younger guys, but you're still trying to carry the body of that. So I take that. I think that's yeah. I think that's a great description even in terms of what you used with the the terminator before of don't create parodies of
0: yeah of your own franchise take it seriously like Give it to a straight. And I like what you just mentioned. Like, I didn't know that he was uh, a bit of his own sort of stunt dude. I didn't know he copped so much damage actually, you know, filming his roles, which is quite interesting. Um, and you were going to discuss someone else who does his own stunts. And I'd like you to do that. But I'd just very like to throw someone in there really quickly. Please, throw um, them into the Sarlacc pit. Are they system. going
1: into the Sarlacc pit or are they going up high? Yeah,
0: sort of like halfway down to be saved, but, you know, <laughs> at the last minute. Sarlacc it's, um, colon. Oh, God, not the colon again. Um, he's a very unpopular choice. Um, He's a complete Scientologist and he's a bit of a complete wacko. He's Tom Cruise. Now everyone's got varying, (laughs) varying opinions on this dude and most of them aren't positive. I will defend him in a few ways here. Um, The films that he's in are generally uh, excellent as far as I'm, I love them. He has great films like Minority Report and Oblivion and uh, most of the Mission Impossibles. They're wonderful fun um and he does all of his own stunts he does the same thing and he's 50 or so and here he is throwing himself around and doing all that and there's one scene i think it's in the uh the latest mission impossible i can't remember what that's called fallout i think something like that um and he does this amazing there's an amazing skydiving scene where he jumps out of a plane uh to evade something then it explodes and all this sort of stuff um but he did that. He leapt out of the plane. He did his own stunt. But what the visual effects folks did was they they made it look like he didn't, like he's actually falling from a plane and skydiving. And the special effects made it look as though it was far more exciting than it actually was. But how can it get more exciting than a dude
1: jumping out of a plane? And so, it's pretty much one yeah. shot. Like, the you know, yeah. massive, massive hero kudos also goes to the poor bloody cameraman that's going, sorry, Tom, Tom wants to do what? Oh yeah that's right. Uh, uh Tom gets what he wants. Okay, yeah. Oh, okay. It w- what? He wants <laughs> Oh, so I don't just chuck the camera. Oh. You know, like like <laughs> massive right. massive kudos to to the cameraman that jumped with him, man. And and I, oh, bless. I I agree with you. It's just it's just an incredible shot. And I and I remember being kind of stunned just going uh yeah. Okay. That's him. Because, like you said, they don't—they don't possibly do him favors with the CGI. In, in fact, some people might have thought, but you know, he does it. He's done it, and it's yeah, just
0: because it just looks fake, and it's actually real, which is it's, really quite interesting. It's and, crazy. Do you know, something too. This is uh, really modern news, but I can't remember which which director he's in um, cahoots with with this. But he's actually got some sort of a deal. I think it's with um, Elon Musk as well, and they've decided that they're going to film him. He's going to actually be in space. They're going to fly him up to the space station and he's going to be in space but the thing is that's the only concept they haven't written it yet they don't know what it is all they know is they're actually taking Tom Cruise to space to film this film so it that um, could be
1: thrilling whatever it is that's or- more than that's more of an idea than 90% of yeah, film producers in this era have you <laughs> yeah, know like exactly they're flying by the seat of their pants most of the time <laughs> well I guess the raging question for me G man is whether or not we bring him back and and I might leave that open to the, to <laughs> yeah, to the listeners just, like not out hit, of the airlock hit us up on Facebook uh, give us Some messages, make some comments. I mean, what do we do? Do we bring him back? I'm all for sending him out. I'm not sold on whether we bring him back. He's had a good run. Give us a bit of feedback, folks. Let let us know. Um, Yes, thank you. I do. I do agree with you. And I think to myself, Tom Cruise is not dissimilar to an an athlete in that a lot of the criticisms of him are just kind of off the ground. In terms of on screen man, the cat is pretty solid. You yeah, know what I mean? Is. Like the athlete that goes out and, and, and plays on the ground, in that context, yeah, man, they're kicking ass, they're doing great stuff. But, you know, that night they're going back to the hotel and taking a dump in a hallway. You know, it's not, you know, and, and, and I think that, you know, in his personal life, like Tom has regularly dumped in all of our hallways. So I I sort of posit that idea of just going, um, I separate the whole loony stuff, you know, like using uh using Oprah's couch as a trampoline. Um because I agree with you and I'm so glad you brought it up. And I think that's often what gets a bit confused. People will go, "Yeah, Tom Cruise bear, a but his movies are uh, more than watchable. They're great. He builds characters that we care about um mostly. And uh he takes interesting roles in my opinion. You know, if 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 you think he can't act, I would invite you to watch a watch a little film called Magnolia. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's you, actually a splendid film, man. I, I would I would suggest yeah. that that may make you recalibrate that call. But um yeah, and he's done some interesting stuff over the years, man. Like um and you know, he's he's probably his semi-recent most my most fond role of his is um as les grossman in tropic thunder Thunder. yeah what a role fault that performance (laughs) no no i I challenge you tell me that's not funny (laughs) it's you know a finally funny A try to tell me it's not funny and then b try to tell me it's not it's not hilarious i mean for the first um the first scene
0: i'm sitting there watching the dude and i God, I know that actor. Who is that? He's horrible. Like the character is just horrible. Um, Les Grossman, and yeah, he's got a fat suit on and a bald head cap on, and he just looks
1: the, the absolute part, doesn't he? And weirdly, weirdly, uh, rotund hands. Um, all his idea, by the way. Um, yeah, is that right? Yeah, he's gone. This is you know, the, you know. So he got the role, and he's like, oh, this is what I this is what I want to do to it, and you know, he's talking to people who are fairly much connoisseurs of what's funny and 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 apparently they were like no that's really funny Yeah, let's you roll <laughs> yeah. with that so anyway let's um let's not digress too much into into the vicissitudes of les Grossman's hands but brother I agree with you on the on the, on the Tom Cruise thing um, if you don't mind I'd like to I'd like to also um, possibly pull back my arm and attempt to throw um, another product onto Mount Rushmore well left the door open baby um, and again, crosses genres and boundaries. Um, but I'm I'm going to I'm going to say Jackie Chan Police Story Two.
0: Mm, mm, Police Story Two in particular.
1: Oh, I mean any of them. I can I can reel off I can reel off a whole bunch of you know. Uh, Rumble in the Bronx, I'd sort of put there as well. Um, Drunken Master, Drunken Master 2. Like I said, don't open the vault with with me. I have a tub, I have a tub of collectible original VHS, Um, all of them sitting over there, you know. Um, Police Story, Police Story 2 for me. Um, And it opens up a whole genre and a whole style, but. uh, you know, and and it sort of sits sits opposite something like a hard boiled for me. So you've just mm. you've just got the Hong Kong scene, and I'm pro- as I'm now saying this, I'm probably saying that should be the third separate untouchable to be examined as itself genre, along with you know. Marvel, Star Wars, and Hong Kong action,
0: Hong Kong cinema, yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, just just looking at the way things were shot, just looking at the word one word authenticity. Um, mm. I still regularly will show those movies to people who haven't seen them, and just I just love the reaction. I like yeah. I, I, if if I had a if I if I was clever, I'd have a thing where I just play these movies to people and set up a reaction video site because. It it extends beyond from one end of just pure disbelief. Like I've had people who go, "Nah, nah, nah, come on, no," and it's like, "Yeah." yeah. And then I've had you know other people who are just screaming and a whooping and a hollering and are wondering where they where where and why we haven't erected a statue to Jackie. Chan. <laughs> yeah. These
0: films though, like they are so spectacular. The things that he does, like even just um police story one, where he's hanging on the end of the bus um as it's racing through the streets, just with an umbrella hook. And it's there's no why that's all he's got. It's him. It's just he's that good. And I mean, we discussed a little bit um as to why um Hong Kong cinema. We're not gonna go too deeply in this because we can. Um <laughs> I, obviously, and I got you know a lot of John Woo to talk about and show you and Fat etc. Oh. Um, but the whole gimmick with Hong Kong cinema in a lot of ways, and it's why Jackie Chan was so prolific, is if you don't do your own stunts, there are a million other guys that are going to wander in and do it. Exactly. And the stunt. Sort of um, the stunt gig in in China is so big, you know. Everyone wants to be a stunt dude, um, and they th- there's so many of them. They throw themselves around. They genuinely get and, hurt. It's and, baffling most, and of they are
1: amazing day. at it. And and yeah. actually, actually, I'll probably I'll probably put up on the R- Mount Rushmore for Jackie Chan if if I was forced, if there was a gun to my head, I might actually remove Police Story two and put in Drunken Master two. Oh, that's just. Gorgeous for that was the
0: uh, first time I saw drunken boxing as a former martial artist. Just
1: genius, man! I loved it so much. Brother, the whole scene with the hatchet gang. And for those playing at home, it's not just a clever name, it's a gang of dudes with small axes. actually <laughs> with hatchets, yeah. And I love that. You know, there's no pissing about. That's what it is. They called it. Can you imagine, imagine that? You know, I could see the meeting right now. They're like, okay, uh, well, thank you for coming to this meeting. Number one, does everybody have a small axe? They're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do. I do. And uh, number two, what should we call ourselves? We are a gang that has hatchets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know the hatchet gang yes. it's great rad. Yay. rad isn't it no oh I yeah. love it hey um, what I want to say too I think um, a lot of mine the things that I'm going to mention like actiony films they do seriously blend with a bit of sci-fi um, wow. just generally, just because it's my penchant, I really I really enjoy it. Got you know, and I need that in. little bit of cerebral Ugh, I need to think. I need a philosophy, I need something behind it, you know we talked about um you know special effects and stuff the other day about it being electronic candy, and it's delicious. it soothes your eyes. But if you don't have something in your belly as well, apart from just sheer sugar, you're not satisfied. And so my example that brings it in spades, bucket loads, man, I think one of the best, I can't even say modern anymore because it's literally 20 years old, is The Matrix, dude. Oh, thank you. My God, that's a damn action film if ever you've seen one. That invented half of the goddamn um, cinema techniques and filming techniques that we use now. That 360 pan around a character while, like, you know, the opening scene with Trinity when she's wearing that, Leather suit, and she jumps up and does this little fly kick, and it it pauses and it pans around her, and then she completes her kick. Oh, and bullet time, you know, we talked about bullet time, and that pretty much invented it for cinema. It was already, um, well, it Max Payne wasn't even out yet, and that's the thing.
1: Well, you what you what you you just did then, you little architect, you is you created a bridge because we were at Hong Kong Action and you created a bridge and you went to the Matrix, and it's relevant for a couple of reasons. Number Mm. one. Uh, the the fight choreographer Yen Wu Ping, who uh, choreographed yes. who choreographed and and was in charge of all the the very distinctive martial arts action in in The Matrix was obviously one of the greatest Hong Kong uh, uh, choreographers of his time. Um, yeah, and the second jump that you made is yeah, absolutely. You know the the Wachowskis one of their biggest influences was Hard Boiled, so. Um, probably the first iteration of some sort of a bullet time came in Hard Boiled, even if mm. far less developed. But yeah, just the side jumping with the double Berettas. That's you know. right. Um, oh, doves
0: flying everywhere, and yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Slow mo, you, know, you know, trench coats bla- blazing in the wind. You know, An amazing is,
1: thing. And you're exactly right. You know that is, there's no there's no Max Payne without that movie. And and That's right. God. Damn, can we discuss how good Max Payne was at some point? Because I love that game. Max Payne is probably a Mount Rushmore for me. Yeah, and then we've got to talk
0: about the Max Payne film as well. uh, I don't want to talk about it. Well, you know, we've got the big bucket of crud just for that film. I I don't. don't, Unbelievable. How could you not put bullet time in that film once? Just okay don't, sorry don't sorry man
1: you, you're I'm sucking sorry. the jam right of my donut yeah okay okay we're talking about the matrix we're talking yeah, about hong yeah, kong yeah, cinema yeah oh yeah. back on track yeah Thank you very yeah much. <sighs> i'm regulating so yeah you've got um you've got what a beautiful little bridge and i'm just toddling across it with my sandals you know and and, and enjoying being there with you because going to get ice cream brother oh so I'm, that, I'm, yeah good um <laughs> my thing also is that 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 aforementioned jump that you talked about it set the tone for the film and i remember Mm. being in the audience and just seeing people going wtf like yeah how because we hadn't seen it we hadn't seen it before no um and for running along walls and oh my goodness how you
0: oh it's just absolutely incredible and created a philosophy too you know the blue pill red pill thing absolutely Um, you know whether you want to be woke or you'd rather be ignorant and just live in bliss and I still don't know which pill I'd take
1: both well yeah man I I just I just crush them up and yeah you had some fight choreography that that in the western world or on the western cinema you you, you really I mean a lot of people's doorway into Yen Wuping and then into Hong Kong came there um, and you know, kudos to the actors, man. They had a they had a go. Mm, they had oh a yeah. they had an absolute crack. So, dude, what a, what an incredible! Um, can I build a little bridge? It's not a it's not a huge bridge. It's it's, it's probably a wide chasm, but it's not a great construction okay. bridge. I want as you to think small. more like, uh, hang on, lady, we go for right. it's more like you know, <laughs> Indiana you, Jones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, it's more like that bridge, you know, like, and cool. I'm more like I'm, you know, I want you to be my cap. Kate Capshaw going, is he nuts? (laughs) I will always be your Kate Capshaw. Oh, my God, is he nuts? (laughs) Um, The only time that I'd seen camera work or ideas similar to that was another one that I want to put near Mount Rushmore in a film called Blade. Oh, Wesley Snipes, what a genius not not when it comes to tax my understanding not is you <laughs> to tax that's right don't get where's to do your tax don't get um, where's to do his tax it's a real big problem <laughs> yes <laughs> how about you start with yours wesley then you can move on to mine <laughs> um, show me that you can do it yeah it's it's um i mean blade for me was was so unique and and right in that category of a matrix in terms of going, we have not seen this before. And I know we're trying to compartmentalise Marvel, but I just think Blade was kind of didn't kick the door open, but unlocked the door for Marvel. Yeah. Like I don't think it gets enough accolade for for that. It was possibly the first. I don't know if you could say mainstream, but it was on in big cinemas. Remember when cinemas were about and you'd go in there oh, and pay the too much money? And yeah. Oh, the pictures. Yeah. yeah, the moving the, pictures. The moving images. Yeah. Okay. That's the, the, we used to call them the talkies. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, you had, you had, um, it was pretty mainstream, is is, is the point of my seemingly pointless tangent. And it was like, wow, we hadn't seen that before. You know, the whole the initial scene with the sh- the sprinklers, you know, coming down in the nightclub. Yeah. The soundtrack was banging. Oh, whole techno it, house stuff, wasn't it? Actually, managed to get a performance out of Stephen Dorff. You know, it was it was. And then again, we had the martial arts, and we had the actor doing the martial arts, and we had choreography that was just rad. Yeah. Yeah, that
0: was a super film. Like, that was um, – I reckon that's the the best and probably one of the first frontier-breaking comic book films that really, you know, let Hollywood see, hmm, actually, we don't even have to write storyboards because the whole comic them. is a storyboard. We just have to create it, you know? Yes. And it was – Shot by them. shot,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, my my thing is, and I know you understood this. One of our early conversations when we were just courting was um, was that you asked me, and I remember this, bro, because we were carefully evading work while under the guise <laughs> of looking like we were doing so, which is Ooh. a unique skill and another it's one that's art. worth a, worth an episode. An art form, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We could we, 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 our online course is coming out soon, guys. Um, you asked me what my favourite Marvel movie was, and I do believe it was one of the scoping questions that we talked about in episode one. I reckon you looked at me and went, oh, yeah, this can't make it Marvel." I don't know why I made your voice sound like that. Um, That's what I sound like. It's yeah, sarcastic it, mostly. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, and I said, "You said what's your favourite Marvel movie?" And I said, "Blade." And your uh, facial expression changed. You were like, "I felt, I felt like I was going." Into the second level of the Maxwell Smart S <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. That's um, a big thing. Even being able to correlate that to Marvel.
1: Yeah. You know, so and even having
0: the memory that Blade even exists is important,
1: you know? Yeah. So for me, that's how good that movie is. And, and, and you know, the stead that I hold that the Marv in, it's, it's what, it's one of my favorites. And I don't think it gets enough attention. And yeah. And that to me also, like The Matrix,
0: just to digress slightly, is. I think probably really could have benefited by not letting Hollywood get on that cash cow teat and just leave it please as a standalone film. It was just fine. You know, you don't really have to make that look at Trinity for goodness sake. That's like, uh, this is not the character from the matrix. This is blade Trinity. Um, The second one was okay, you know, but uh, it really started to really faff about didn't it. And, you know, failed to pick my interest.
1: I agree with both of them both of those movies it's just like I, I don't need sequels and and in my mind, particularly with The Matrix, it's like mm. i don't I don't think of them. No, I don't include them. In my like, mind, there's only one, and and yeah, I t- yeah. completely understand the Wachowskis. They they pretty much admitted they went. Listen, we were offered ginormous bags of cash. We didn't have many ideas. Of <laughs> yeah. course, you'd take it, dude.
0: Yeah, and we're still got uh,
1: Keanu Reeves
0: in the uh, stable. He's, he owes us, so we're going to use him. But yeah, yeah that they, Lawrence they Fishburne,
1: just, everyone's oh, going to come back oh, because Lawrence got to go to Australia to soon, sh- you know, shoot some of the scenes. But of course, you'd take the cash bag and then retire for the rest of your life. I get it. I can't say I wouldn't. Yeah, but well, in my did- mind you know there's one Matrix film
0: I agree man and because what they did really when they screwed the pooch on that is because um, I remember it was sort of around the same era like uh, Lord of the Rings came out in 2001 maybe uh, or 2002 and Peter Jackson and, and the whole Weta Workshop had the great idea of releasing one film a year for three years, and it worked beautifully. And a similar thing was happening with The Matrix. So they filmed the sequels at the same time. They just went for it. But yeah. then what they did was they released them the same year, three or four months apart, and no. it, they blended together. We got franchise fatigue, and there was only three of them. But somehow they managed to really offend most of us, A, because The Matrix was should have been a standalone. It was a sterling film. Should have been left alone. Yeah. They just they just really screwed it. Action wise, looked great. It was still fun. It was still functional. But, you know, as we said that the cerebellum was starting to lack and we weren't really thinking anymore, you know? Or they were trying too hard. And then there was a some sort of religious overtone where, you know, Neo ended up being Jesus in some way. And it's like, oh, did you have to do that? You know? I like a good chosen one story, but you know, don't don't give me that. Don't make it so brazen
1: yeah so, yeah, they fell flat now, listen, it's time ty- it's we've reached the section of the of the of the show where I think we need to get real and drill down a little bit i i right. i I know that you have a couple of action movies or proponents that you absolutely adore yes. and that you haven't mentioned. I haven't and yet mentioned yes so let's it's on the tip of my face dude can can i i I, did, right. I wasn't sure if that was food. Um, (laughs) no, it's half
0: a banana. I'm not very good at eating. I forget where my mouth is. Yeah. Constantly. Um, yeah, but dude, seriously, um, we've failed to mention really anything apart from, you know, my number one, which I talked about already T2, but the quintessential classic action, this is not sci-fi. This is standing in the middle of a field, bearing muscles and M60 damn machine guns. Yes. Oh, you saw my holiday Video. I did. Yeah, Thank yeah. you for sending me that. It was a little inappropriate, but you know that's fine. I trust. I know you, <laughs> and now so do most of my family. Yeah. And uh, but it's it's Arnold Schwarzenegger in the classic '80s, Commando. This film is the bee's knees. There is no thinking required. You check your brain out of the door before you go into the cinema and sit down and watch that piece. It's genius. John Matrix having to rescue his daughter from some hot shot Australian badass called Bennett who's wearing a chainmail vest and has a dirty Sanchez moustache, a.k.a. Chopper Reed. If you don't know what a dirty Sanchez is, yeah. It's a Um, filthy Sanchez. But, dude, that is just incredible it's like one of those films where you want to actually sit there and take a body count it's like whoa gee he actually surpassed robocop and now he's surpassed to you know he blazes yeah. so many people and yes um just so many scenes where they bust into the uh into the the gun shop and they actually the gun shop's got a shopping trolley <laughs> for the, you know because it's american of course they have shopping trolleys in the America. Gun shops. This is America. Um, but and that is the best realm for one-liners like Spoiler alert, of course, but Commando, it needs to be spoiled. At the very end, Bennett, the Australian bastard, who's stolen his daughter, he's finally I've got having a showdown. your daughter, John. I've got, I've got your, your daughter. daughter. I don't need a gun for you, John. And he's whipping out his knife and they have this great knife battle, you know, all covered in grease and uh, war paint. And eventually, John Matrix stabs Bennett right through the guts with this metal pole and it goes into this little vent and out through the pole as Bennett's holding onto it and blood streaming from his mouth and he's like... Bah! And steam's filing out of there. And Arnie looks at him and he says, Let off some steam, Bennett. Like, yes, of course he let off some steam, you know? Brilliant. There's a thousand of the ones in there too. Like, you know, when he drops Sully off the cliff and he says, and the girl says, Um, uh, what happened to Sully? He said, I had to let him go. (laughs) Of course you did. It's
1: great. Or what about before though? He's got Sully upside down, and Sully points out that, you know, you said, you know, that you were gonna kill me last. He's like, I lied. (laughs) I lied.
0: I know, and probably the best one where he's fighting. Um, ah, oh, dude, what's that actor's name from Predator? We haven't even talked
1: about Predator. Bill what's, Duke. What's that's Bill mine. Duke. Thank yeah, you. I've Thank got, you. got two more to go, and that's one of them. All
0: right. Well, let's not blow a wad too soon. I'll just say one thing quickly with the fight that he has in the hotel room with Bill Duke, and Bill Duke looks at him and said, "You're a real big mother. This Green is gonna kick your ass." And then as Matrix is punching me in the face, he says, um, I eat green berets for breakfast. And right now I'm very hungry. And a big <laughs> whoop, and it goes through the door. Oh, and just quickly, <laughs> sorry, I am on a roll here. I just got no, to keep don't, going. Don't um, that go. generation too, man, it's with Tango and Cash in there as well. Oh. And, um, and this one, what I call it is um, Unnecessary Boobs. And it was rife in the 80s and the 90s. And just they just chuck a naked <laughs> girl in there with a yeah. with her boobies hanging out. And yeah. it was just accepted. And so, in that scene when he punches Bill Duke through the door, they kn- knock into the room next door and there's this couple copulating. And the girl just gets up from the bench, goes, Oh, and he's waggling it for no reason. It didn't have yeah. to be there, you know? Oh, unnecessary boobs. Where have they gone?
1: Brother, what about, what about one of my favorite moments when he's on the plane? Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, that's you know right. the guy, the guy's escorting Arnie so that he goes to meet the big boss. And you know Arnie sits down and he's just sort of taking everything in. Just casually looks across. Guy's not watching, so just <laughs> reaches across, snaps his neck, puts the hat over the face, and starts to go to get off the plane. And the stewardess comes up and he goes, "Please don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired." <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly, man and you see that's it isn't it that's you probably the, um... can't
1: you probably can't do that anymore like you no, probably no, no. can't go to i don't know i'm trying to think insert any you know popular you know franchise now but you probably can't hear dialogue like that in that genre anymore it probably no. needs it would probably have to be in parody or in comedy well and that's the thing
0: man because that that those one-liners were never meant to be humorous they were dead serious delivering those lines and if you were to put it in now it, it's Clearly, tongue in cheek, and that's the only way you can get away with it if you kind of poke and fun at it yourself. I agree, crazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's nuts. But the one liners, brother, that's the era. And Arnie was the number one for one liners, he's just always got he kills a in, in this horrible film he's got, um, with uh, god, I can't remember the actress's name, Vanessa, total legend. Um, it's called a razor and oh. it's got like these rail guns. It's a horrible film. This is when Arnie was just sort of taking cash and doing all of it, the decline, but, um, yeah yeah and so he somehow at the end of the film he's uh, in a zoo and he's battling a crocodile for some reason as you do and he kills the yeah i mean hell you know (laughs) you kill all these russians all of a sudden you got to kill some crocodile
1: well if he doesn't battle that crocodile g man who's going to like precisely
0: thank you i know you get it he shoots the crocodile in the head the crocodile falls dead and he says your luggage it's like, yeah. old oh, man, this is when he's sort of having his real decline when he's really
1: clutching at straws. He or, and or, or he's bringing an awareness of recycling and now connecting <laughs> to right. the environment. Maybe he was the he used first. the whole animal, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very thoughtful I, of you, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what a guy. Um, just going back to going back to Commando, just um, you know, a young Alyssa Milano in the role as the daughter. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Very like you said, too. like you said, Bill Duke. Some of the some of just the great character actors. Um, I guess. I guess. I, my only thing can, I shouldn't criticize your choice, but no, on. my only, my only thing is, um, the suspension of belief, which I can do in that final scene of just going, you are surrounded by 70 guys who just can't shoot, you know, <laughs> right. they're all like, he, he just can't miss, um. And they're all, like, you know, 50 metres maybe away from him, shooting these assault rifles going, oh, this whole shooting thing's really hard. And he's just, you know, not missing. Like, I'm I'm okay with it because of my love. Now, now my one question to you is, what makes you care about that movie? And I think I know the answer, but, you know... Um, if it was another oh. – because Chuck Norris did the same movies, like virtually yeah. frame for frame, and yeah. you didn't care. Um, no. look, look at me being accusatory, and
0: you I did I You are actually yeah.
1: pointing at the camera right now. Oh, so <laughs> yeah. sorry. That's all right, man. I it's rescind, right. I rescind um, that finger.
0: The fact that you claim that you already know the answer gives me slight amount of anxiety because I mean, whatever I answer, you going gonna—I don't know what you're gonna say. It's like, oh yeah, it's exactly what I was thinking. You know, I don't, I don't quite. Oh, know.
1: I, I do. Um, Did yeah. you ever do this when you played Trivial Pursuit? Like when you were a guy that asked the question, you'd go, huh, "Of course." But you didn't. Yeah. Know. Of course, it's me. Yeah, I'm definitely that guy. It's like, but how come? Think, how come you only ever know the answers to the questions when you're asking them, mate? Yeah. yeah, exactly, dude. I'm, I'm well, sorry. what made
0: me care about Commando, you mean, as a as an action film or John Matrix as a character?
1: Either or, man, and probably yeah. probably the latter.
0: Yeah, I think, um, well, I mean, John Matrix, once again, is sort of like the anti-hero. He doesn't want to be doing any of this. This isn't for country. This isn't, you know, he's not for honour or any of this. He's just got to save his damn daughter. But the whole point is that it's uh, incredibly Like we look at it now with these rosy glasses. It's so tongue in cheek, the whole thing. It's camp as hell. Um, And it's just, it's no nonsense and it's meat and potatoes. It's a common or garden variety action film. And with no nonsense, it doesn't give you prophecy, philosophy. There's nothing to think about. Yeah. <laughs> that
1: that comes what... that comes later in end of days. <laughs> yeah, that's right,
0: yeah. exactly. But I think that's what I love about it most of all because um, yeah. that's the difference. We just discussed the Matrix, which is full of meaning, and you know that's a year twelve text. They study that stuff, you know.
1: Yes.
0: No one is studying Commando, and oh. with good reason, because there's not much to study, you know. <laughs> so that's the, I think that's the best bit about it is um, you don't. Don't have to think.
1: So there's the opposite. I'll argue for a thinking film, but I'll also argue for a oh, brother, we want mental chewing gum. Every so often, we want to have a meal, and every so often, we just want chewing gum. And I, I, I love that. And look, I'll, I'll posit, I'll posit my ideas in a way of creating a micro bridge with a with a look to potentially starting to wind up. Um, Hell of an architect. The, I, <laughs> I I'm it. so sorry. I'm not qualified. I, I really got to point that out. Um, full disclosure, don't walk on anything I've ever built. Um, <laughs> I, it, it, so the, the whole idea with the, with the Arnie thing for me, and, and that is what I thought you'd say, and mine that I throw in as to why I care is probably twofold. Regardless of what people think, the dude had an incredible presence. So there's an aspect to Arnie that you just believe that in some realm of possibility he probably could pull off the stuff that he's doing, you know, because he <laughs> he just was an he had the presence, not I guess cerebral or um, what's the word in terms of performance, mm-hmm. but just presence, man. You know, I was like, yeah, cool. Um, and the other one is, which is where I create my micro bridge, which is non-compliant to any regulations, <laughs> is um, it's personal. And I do remember that I had a poster once and it says on the poster, this time it's personal. personal.
0: Yeah. Because I'm, I'm yeah, I mean the tagline. Micro the, uh, bridge, it's a good go. bridge, man. I'm I'm swinging on it. I'm hanging with you. And I mean the, the tagline on the um on the video case, because as said, being a video shop guy, I've got a photographic memory for video covers. Not DVD Dude, covers, but too. video covers, you know. Yeah, me too. And bro. um yeah, and on there is Arnie all in his war paint, a couple of grenades strapped to his chest, looking mean and badass, holding a yeah, Uzi, yeah, 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 Looking at the camera and just next to it, it says, let's party. Yes. So you, know you're, you know you're in for a rollicking ride here. It's not, let's think. <laughs> yeah, know? no,
1: no. Going to no, kill everyone not, in the damn room. It's not, let's do? talk about our
0: feelings. Yeah. Um, oh, and that, before I go on, sorry. Go. Oh, Jesus. It's like... um. That was sort of the invention of um preparation scenes, montage. As well, yeah. preparation montage, yeah, prep montage, he's getting ready. He's putting the knife in the thing, strapping grenades, strapping something on, loading his gun, putting war yeah, yeah. paint on, flexing yeah. it a little bit so you can all see his pecs, yeah. Like, come on, that's just genius, isn't it? That's and that makes that to me not the best at all by any means, but the quintessential. Action
1: film. Which also became a trope that that the whole prepare preparation thing became a fame quite a quite a well known trope. Um my micro bridge is in terms of and I really don't want to spend too much time on it, um, is it's personal, which takes me across to taken. And I'll I'll be brief because there's not a ton to say, but taken also also, sort of micro bridges me to my other one of my other favourites in recent times, the Equalizer. Mm-hmm. Two examples of just let's just make a movie when you when you mess with just the wrong person and make it really simple. It's not a complex storyline. It's just uh, you you just you just messed with the wrong cat. Mm. Um, the the comparisons between mo- both movies are this dude just going. Uh, I'm just if you. I'll give you. I'll give you a chance to get out of this. I'm um, full disclosure. <laughs> it's what I do. Obviously done so well in Taken, as in the menacing moment of watching that guy act when he's talking to his daughter and saying, "Get under the bed, leave the phone live." What's going to happen is you're about to be abducted, but I'll come for you, sweetie. Looking at the anguish and and how he's trying to you know, modulate between a parent that's just in anguish, but a hardened killer that's going, all right, you've just, you've unlocked beast mode. Like, just do this because I'm going to get you and I'm going to kill everyone. You know, Taken for me was set a bench. I mean, we've done mess with the wrong guy before, but... So well and so simply, the scenes where you know he the guys are playing the cards, you know, mm. and the guy gradually starts to recognise his voice, and 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 Liam Neeson pretty much I can't remember the exact line, but he pretty much goes, "I told you I'd find you," you know. I just <laughs> yeah. I told you that's a good Liam Neeson too, by the way, dude. I don't know who you are, um, you know, and just kills everyone. Same with the equalizer, you know, like he's timing stuff. He's got the, he's got the timer on and he's like going, okay, there's this guy, there's this guy that should, and you know, he clinically destroys people and then he's disappointed with his time. He's like,
0: you know. Yeah, that's right. And I don't know what uh, martial arts are using. There's a Krav Maga or something like that, like the Israeli one. It's it's insanely brutal. Yeah. It's all snaps and breaks and neck chops and straight to the point. Oh, and it's not a, it's
1: not no, the it's not the ballet, it's not the dance no, that is. no,
0: it's not the Hong Kong cinema. This is it's, that guy's put down and it's, he's down. Yeah.
1: I call it I call it the art of the dispatch. It's like I need you gone and I need yeah. I need you gone fast because the the other guys are coming or I need to get somewhere. It's the art to me, the art of the dispatch. It's almost a different genre. So yeah sorry just had to throw those in oh i love it there there was a little a a bridge um yeah so i I promise you i've only got a couple more after this so uh, did you did you want to throw throw something in yeah i will and it's um it's probably my favorite film of all time oh Um, not just action
0: not just sci-fi not just philosophy not just blue 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 but i've got a massive poster of this and i'm going to harp on about it every single show because it Goddamn deserves it. Um, and it's John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China. Now, Big I remember trouble. remember seeing this film, man, China. when I was – Oh, that's beautiful. and John Carpenter wrote that song too. I know.
1: I don't, I don't are, think he gets to do the music. That's my only thing.
0: Yeah. But where are films now where, you know, the, 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 the title of the film is – the song and Big Trouble <laughs> Little China is a horrible thing to sing. You know, it's just the, doesn't flow, it doesn't work. But Big Trouble Little China, man, oh, it's
1: brother, got so, mm. glad. It's so glad. So glad you mentioned it.
0: Oh, Chinese black magic and sorcery and prophecy and philosophy. And then good old-fashioned anti-hero action. And Kurt Russell as Jack Burton is the best protagonist he's tongue in cheek he has no idea what's going on um and everything's explained around him which is perfect exposition for you know us as the viewer then to understand what's happening and yeah great call rollicking adventure you know it's just fantastic but most importantly is the scene the standoff scene in the alley in little china in san francisco where um the wing kong uh gang are facing off against the other dudes and there's just this standoff Some of these guys are wearing red sashes. Some of these guys are wearing yellow sashes. Very simple, mortal enemies. And then they just have this battle. And then out of nowhere, these dudes appear wearing um, Japanese samurai, like Ronin-esque straw hats. And they've got powers and weapons, and the one guy manipulates electricity. His name's uh, Lightning, strangely, because they're called the Three Storms. So you got thunder, rain, and lightning, and they've all got attributing powers. Surely and that's where, surely that's where we got Raiden from, yeah? One hundred percent. We got Raiden. Right? No, it's exactly Ed Boon who made Mortal Kombat, Directly said, well, we got him from there. And they even use a. There's a sound effect, a sound bite in that film. You know the the Wilhelm scream. Do you know that? Of course I do. Yeah, the, the scream—it's in yeah. every single film. Well, this one scene where Jack Burton's facing off against one of the storms he's come to kidnap a, a, a prostitute from a brothel. Yes, um, you do. As you, do, he's protecting. You know, he's doing the good thing. He was yeah. in fact soliciting undercover, which we'll talk about another time. But he gets
1: smacked <laughs> of, by this. That's one the name guy. of my uh, biography, by the way. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, and my autobiography. It's strange. Soliciting it? undercover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Anyway, he gets hit by the dude Rain, and he gets pushed back ages. But there's the sound effect of him getting pushed back, and I'm not going to imitate it here. But they use that exact sound effect as the sound effect in mortal Kombat when a similar move happens so
1: you can't take you know who's the dude that pops one of them pops yeah explodes yeah thunder
0: at the end they yeah they kill um this is a spoiler but the 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 bad guy uh, lo pan played by james hong lo pan um he uh he gets a knife in the head that jack burton threw very craftily and thunder sees this he's so upset that his master's dead and he just panics himself to the point of explosion it's just
1: great so it's the best way to kill an adversary you just piss him off until he explodes basically but um, it's just geez. james james hong it's almost a separate discussion like so so incredible you could do you could do uh, the correlation between james hong and eyes and quickly build a bridge between you know uh, big trouble in little china and then uh, run across the blade runner oh yeah um absolutely you know, you know, two girls with green eyes, Mr. Button. Like, <laughs> yeah. so good, brother. L- 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 Lopan. Um, was it David lowpan or something like that? You know? Yeah, and, David um, David Lupan Yeah. I'll uh, sacrifice
0: Gracie Law to the God of the East and live out my earthly pleasures
1: with Miao yeah. Yin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, what a bastard. And I love it because he's like, straight up, it's what I'm doing. Nothing to yep. guess here.
0: Yeah. And uh, all he wants, and that's a great antagonist, he just wants domination global domination over the mortal race you know because he
1: was he kind of like a, a magiciany wizard practitioner yes yeah, trying to become a god yeah
0: yeah exactly and he was um as you imprisoned do. because he was evil and so in order to uh break the curse he needs to sacrifice a green-eyed girl to the god of the east and unfortunately there's two girls with green eyes and one of them is uh, our protagonist's uh Girlfriend, or fiance, yeah. or wife to be. Interest. So yeah. you've got to save the day, basically. Yeah, you
1: know. Um, but yeah, like, it's wonderful. It borders on fantasy, like in terms of it crossing, crossing genres. I yeah. remember, I remember, I remember sort of thinking about that. Like, there's, there's, you know, action. There's kind of sort of like mar- there's definitely martial arts. Like, yeah, fantasy adventure. Yeah.
0: I mean the whole um, the whole access to this uh, ancient Chinese temple where the uh, where Lo Pan resides with all of his henchmen is underneath the streets of San Francisco. So I mean you've got to suspend some sort of disbelief when it comes to this and most of these films that we've mentioned. But um, it's an era for Kurt Russell that is just genius, and he sports the mullet like no one else. Like, and you,
1: you cannot take your eyes off him in terms no. of like we've we've talked about this before, but that it's charisma. It's it's presence that you know you can't learn. Not it. Not everyone has it. Um, no, that's right. It's not just uh, a, a there, there was a there was a relaxed, languid presence to him that was just you know. It's just it's it's it's, it's so, you can't take your eyes off him, and he's funny as yeah. as all get out. Um I agree, man. That is, and I would actually say that's a Rushmore. That's a I that's a Mount Rushmore. It.
0: Yeah, I'm scrubbing off Washington's face and putting Jack Burton there, man. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you know, so seriously. Much better. And I mean, you can't go through this action um, genre that we've been discussing today without mentioning uh, Lethal Weapon, whether it be God. one, two, or three fantastic shows. When Poor old Martin know? Riggs, tormented dude. You know, Mertle, yeah. the grizzled old cop, got three days of retirement. And, go know, spit,
1: go yeah. spit, Riggs. I, it's it's yeah. my go-to man. I tell people to go spit all the time. It's great. <laughs> it's um, great, isn't it? Just yeah. And having the uh, antagonists as the
0: South African dudes, you just don't. Oh, give me the Kruger end. I was like, oh, don't,
1: don't, <laughs> Leave yeah. there. don't forget Busey. Like, you know, oh. Gary Busey. Like, you know, just, just, you know, pre-proper now,
0: psycho. Yeah,
1: now we here, you know, high as hell, hocked up on goofballs, but you know, remembering <laughs> his lines and turning up, and just that's creating. all he had to do was turn up. Actually, yeah, creating you know. a creating an an incredible incredible presence. And yeah, we could go on and on about Lethal Weapon. I mean, the the um. Probably the first time I saw that 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 clip loaded fifteen shot Beretta in a in a oh. in a movie, and I was like, "Damn!" Like, and yeah, the way he handled that man in the scene where the helicopter is flying away, it was just like Mel can shoot, like yeah, just dude. click clack snap ba 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 ba, just like okay, yeah, the whole nine yards, man. Yeah, ju- exactly. Gets the crappy jujitsu going. It was um, – but also the tragedy. You build characters that you care about. We learn that, you know, we'd later learn Kenneth Branagh was like, okay, I will cast this man in Shakespearean stuff because of the way that he portrays tragedy. Yeah, um, yeah. There's another was, guy that – there's another guy that – not he? Yeah. I think so. I'm terrible yeah. with that stuff. There's another guy who picked up the whole idea of – it's probably the best comparison actually to – Diehard in terms of picking up a guy that's dishevelled and yeah, broken, broken dude. It travels yeah. a bit, you know. Um, yeah, Riggs and Murtaugh, brother. Um, agreed, agreed. Yeah, buddy um, cop drama, man, love it. Could I? Could I attempt to steer us somewhere to shore? Um, <laughs> luck, sir. I yes, know, please, Captain. I know. Well, it's just yeah, that absolutely. there's a f- yeah, there's a few leaks in the boat. I told you, don't be involved with anything I've built. I, I said that. <laughs> um i i'm gonna put up two more and these are rushmores for me so we're gonna need some more room um predator ah ah like goodness gracious
0: yeah what about predator is it is it um once again the uh the the diehard action that we're talking about. Like that is an exciting film. There's explosions and machine guns, or is it the, the fact that the predator himself is a horrific adversary, cloaked sort of honourable, but vicious and, you know, unthinking.
1: He's, yeah. He, He's malicious, but has a code. And I think yeah. that's, that's a really interesting commentary, a really interesting dramatic parallel to say, um, okay, you've got a code of ethics, there's, there's honour among thieves, there's whatever it is, rules of engagement. But let's just not forget that what we're doing is we're trading in malicious intent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for me, that was one that, again, holler at your boy John McTiernan. So, two yeah. two Rushmore Hall of Fames. Bang, Die Hard. Bang, Predator. Mm. I mean, if that was me, brother, I'd just be mic drop. I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you 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 just come and talk to me in the uh, in Valhalla. So yeah. yeah, you had a you had a movie that was unique. It was very different. It was a it was you know you had a guy like Arnie taking a chance, in my opinion, because on paper that script would have been. Okay, this is, very di- this is very different to Commando. This is very, very different, um, you know, very different to Conan. Um, it was probably the first time that I'd seen that sci-fi genre with the whole, okay, let's assemble a group of dudes that are themselves the best of the best. They are themselves malicious top-tier predators with a code of war and just put them in an environment where they are they're just they're just sheep they're now sheep the yeah. wolves are the sheep um, and i guess what i what i found really interesting about that movie amongst many things my cousin, is that we establish early in the film that they're coming to find out what killed the other team and there's really good really good dialogue and quite good acting to establish that the other team were arguably better than them mm, mm um yeah totally do. Know, arnie arnie giving kudos however not even begrudgingly going he's he's really good they would never have walked into an ambush you know um yeah that's an interesting point dude because um
0: i like what you say there with uh you know them being essentially the apex predators on the battlefields that, you, that they used to um all of a sudden they are not, and there is something more vicious and uh, craftier, far more tactical and far stronger than them. Yeah. That's that's a horrible thing to witness, you know, and you're witnessing it through them when they realise that they are being hunted, and they thought they were the hunters the whole time, you know. Quite remarkable, isn't it?
1: That's right, and and sort of saying, um, and again, we, we haven't brought this up, but perhaps a skill of any film, particularly be it action, particularly be it, Horror or sci-fi is the slower reveal of the of the menacing predator. So we don't see this guy. We don't see this guy really until the last what twenty percent of the movie. You know, there's no there's no direct sort of um, shot of this dude. Uh, There's nothing at all of him murdering the first team. And we only oh, get the
0: bodies left hanging in the trees. Yeah. Correct. But there's, no- yes. <laughs> but there's
1: nothing, yes, but there's nothing, there's nothing early and there's really cool point of view showing the technology and the techniques, you know, whoosh, whoosh, you know, the, yeah, the thermal the shoulder mounted gun and thermal oh. vision. Yeah, I know. And just
0: cloaking. I hadn't seen that before, you know, cloaking. always been seriously, man. That's just a wonderful thing. And, and it, you know, the smart scene really is then when uh, the whole team's been destroyed and it's just uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger left and he's hiding from the Predator and he's in that mud pile and that's yes. when he works out. He's covered himself in mud and the Predator can't see him via thermal because he's covered in mud. Yeah, And that's the first, sort of like, ah, okay. The first time you've seen the Predator's weakness, you know, yes. and Arnie found it. Yes. So there is hope all of a sudden. and that's yeah, 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 yeah. At the expense of
1: all the operatives in his team. That's right. Yeah. And, 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 uh, yeah. So for me, that is, that is Mount Rushmore because on one hand, you've got all those names in there because, you know, don't forget, you know, Jesse Ventura, Carl Weathers, they were, they were not, they were not nobodies in the world of action entertainment, you know. Yeah. Uh, Do you know the
0: name of the, uh, the American Indian fellow who's in there?
1: Oh. Like not just his
0: character name, what's his actor's name? Because he's also in uh, 48 Hours with Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy.
1: Yes. Sonny, is- I think it. I, mm. his first name is Sonny. I can't remember his surname, but he's a fascinating character because oh, yeah. he's another guy that's mentally unwell. So they had yeah. to they had to put Sonny on set with a security team and the purpose of the security team was not to defend and look after Sonny. It was to look after um, Everyone else. seriously co-stars yeah. against Sonny. Um, yeah, amazing. And I mean his his character in terms of the the his arc in terms of he's the first one man to click. And his his progression is beautiful. You see quite a few shots where he's just like standing off to the side, he's looking around, he's taking stuff in. And he is of course the first the first one to click you know, in that great dialogue of essentially saying, you know, we're being hunted, you know, and we're all getting, sorry, but we're all going to die. And then his, then his real warriors, it's again, another dramatic parallel to the code of the warrior. He chooses, he knows he's going to die, but in the code of his warrior, he's saying, at least I choose the way that I die. I die facing my enemy, not running. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that whole, that whole scene was just, it's quite noble. Um, yeah, man. For me, for me, there's so much in that movie that 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 established. You know, it was it was all new. We hadn't seen that before. Yeah, but it did well. You know, it did well. It still, it's still, it still gets a seven point eight on IMDb. You know, like it's well, rightly so, man. You know, it's a it's a good film.
0: It did once again spawn a lot of sequels as well, like the direct sequel being Predator Two with Dan. Uh, yeah Danny Glover in that as well a little that had that, had that had interesting moments
1: Sunny well, yeah. Sunny Landham is the guy's name Sonny
0: Landham nice one um and of course uh you know replacing the actual jungle with the concrete jungle in number two absolutely idea you know that was cool and uh the dudes taken out um, Predators taken out um uh corporate dudes instead but that's really interesting at the very end of that film when Danny Glover actually he's almost done it he's on the Predator's ship, and then on the walls in the ship, you see all of the trophies of uh, all the creatures of of all the worlds that the Predator has been to to slay. And there on the wall, first alludes to it, is a xenomorph, the alien that we know, and then, of course, alien versus Predator. What a great smashing of uh, IPs right there.
1: And not a lot of people sort of pick that up. And there's also also obviously footage that alludes to, you know, some of the guys that were in um, that we're in Arnie's team. Yeah. That's so, right. you know, there's, uh, yeah, there's, um, it's very, it's very interesting. So, um, yeah, that, that to me, absolute, absolute top tier hall of fame. We could go on about that for hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Like just before we move on too quickly, you know what? And it's a little
0: bit like, um, this is sort of like a, a wish list, I think, from me, for the action that I actually want to see, um, at least the, the setting or the theme. Um, and when we talk about the Terminators earlier, the most exciting, some of the most exciting parts of that film are the opening five minutes of both films where they show – the, the, the future war, the battle against oh, the machines wow. where the human resistance is fighting against the machines. That is a harrowing, um, harrowing se- is scene, isn't it? A harrowing setting um, where it's actually pretty much lost and it's not very good. And yeah. that's what I want to see from the Terminator. Whenever they release a new one, it's like, seriously, why are we doing the time travel thing, man? We've done it a bunch of times. Now you're getting caught in a loop. You've got this paradox after paradox because you've
1: just... I, like, oh, Jesus. No, no, no. I, I agree with you and, and honestly We have to do an We have to do an episode on it Like Yeah I don't want to I don't want to be I don't want to be Johnny Poo Poo and, But yeah Because there are some show, There are some Productions that have done it very well And there are some productions That have done it very poorly And you know, It's just about how much You want to suspend disbelief But Sometimes when you can't suspend disbelief It's not about being a, You know A dork It's not about being a pain in the butt It's just How much you love the genre And you just Love seeing it yeah. done well um, Precisely, but look, you know, continuing to paddle towards shore, G man, mm. um, I I've got one more that I'd like to posit um, as my probably my absolute hall of fame. Did you have something you wanted to lay in before I uh, before I voraciously paddle, dude? The doors open and the stage is yours. Raiders of the Lost Ark.
0: Oh, shit! Now that, my brother. Yeah, okay. That opens up a whole bag. Why didn't we even touch like, on Indiana Jones in any sort of way? Like, I feel oh. like
1: I feel like that's a that's a camera five. That's a that's Oh, is that what we're doing? I, sorry, yeah. I thought you just yeah, joked. Let me, me ha- hang it. It's just, like, so <laughs> awkward. Well, my, oh, my arms so aren't sorry. Good for this. I'm fatigued, man. <laughs> put
0: them down. Put him <laughs> down. That dude, 100 percent is Spielberg at his finest. Um, for pacing and just general Saturday matinee excellence. What an adventure.
1: Everything. A character you care about, an adventure yeah. you care about, um, the, the, the trope of the travelling through the map, the soundtrack. My family can't stand watching Spielberg films with with me because I'm constantly repeating myself. I'm constantly saying, see, kids, Spielberg every shot tells the story. You could turn the volume down and still get the idea of the story. (laughs) And there's a word for it and I can't remember, but the man particularly Raiders of the Lost Ark, it is here I go, a visual masterpiece and you can kill the volume and get the idea of what's going on. Um, I don't even know where to begin or how deep we go. It's probably it's probably just worth it of leaving it there on the shelf and asking yeah. our listeners what did you get out of Raiders? Why is it so good or why isn't it so good? But yeah. the sound, you know, the sound effects, the the sound production, the. And there's another guy that touched on fantasy, and you want a conspiracy yeah. theory, Cuzzy? Oh, like brother, right up our alley. Yeah, well, that's the gimmick with it, bro. Is that um, you
0: know they've got the best antagonist of all time, um, and it's not just one; it's a whole philosophy. It's the Nazis. You don't pity them. Like you can, you can watch him blaze a thousand of them. You're like, good. I'm not upset about his kill count in that one. He can take them all down as far as I'm concerned, but it's the element of um, prophecy that's in there. Because, of course, they're the Raiders of the Lost Ark, that's the Ark of the Covenant, man. Covenant. You know, this is where Moses got the Ten Commandments from. And, um, dude, I could wax about the, actual Ark of the Covenant quite a bit because I know about it and I know. maybe we can save that for another time because this really is ridiculous. It's we quite amazing.
1: To, yeah, we've just got episodes flying out, you know, flying out right, left and centre but yeah, like like you like you alluded to, even you know the bad guys, you know, shoot them, shoot them shoot both, them all. you know, you <laughs> yes. know, just um and uh you know the Belloc, you know, the the you know just all of them. Once again, Doctor Jones, you see, there is nothing that you can have that I cannot, I cannot take away. Think... The first, <laughs> yeah, you know, the like... first scenes, man, you know, like. Oh.
0: Oh, eye Alfred Molina's in that, dude. Alfred Molina at the very start, throw, isn't he? Throw
1: me the whip, I'll give you yeah. the idol. It's like, yeah, exactly.
0: But that then—that's become one of the most parodied and taken off scenes of all time. With the the classic sort of running away from the boulder um, through the tunnel, and then most classically, I think this is done a thousand and one times since, but never been done better. Is rolling under a closing door and then hat. reaching out at the last second to grab your hat. <laughs> it's great, buddy. Great. Every-
1: Everything, you know, yeah, that that's first, right. that you could first, them, if only you spoke javito, that's <laughs> right. If only you spoke javitos, um, <laughs> it's it's almost a movie. Like like I have sat through movies. That don't have that much story in it visually. Like yeah. you know, even the even by the time he he leaves, you know, like, come on, grow a little backbone, won't you? It just like <laughs> yeah. caps a little scene. It's like, da, 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 da. like yeah, oh exactly. my lord.
0: And that's why no. that's good too, because the, the um, Marion, the character Marion, um, oh. oh, female protagonist. She is powerful. That's what I'm talking about man. We got that powerful woman in there and that's really yeah. critical. You know, yeah. she doesn't need saving. She I doesn't think- run around like Winnie in the next in Temple, right? Um, who just spends yes. the whole time complaining and screaming, and so annoying. He's Marion taking care of business, man.
1: Drinking the with- dude under the table in the first scene too. Oh, I think, I think, I think within within the first direct into interaction with Jones, she snaps him. You know, just yeah, hook- that's right. Hooks him within two minutes of talking yeah. to him. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, she's absolutely uh, great. Abner Ravenwood's uh, daughter, she's
0: as much as a scoundrel as he is, and that's the thing, you know. Yes. And that's um, yeah. So they're on mutual ground there mutual footing I love it. I mean
1: dude this the scenery you know they you know and and they've got they've got gimli helping them out you know that's right um, yeah John uh, Reese Davies ask Cairo. better Very dangerous. dangerous you'll, you'll go, go first,
0: first. <laughs> 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 oh we should do just a whole
1: episode of quotes bro we just didn't match each other the whole damn time absolutely, I tell you what absolutely How fun. How fun I mean dude like I'm almost going to just just leave our listeners with with that as just sitting up top. I don't, yep. you know, it's it's shot so well. The whole scene where he's underneath the truck and it's oh
0: ch- that chase scene. Oh my god! You know, yeah, and with that really peculiar Nazi um, aeroplane where he has to fight yeah, that big
1: yeah. bald guy and eventually yep. puts him through the propeller. Oh, who we who we also. Me. We also see him as Billy Kiss in Battle Creek Brawl. Oh, excuse um, me for good knowledge. Nice. Yeah. You know, and just, and that was, that, even that, another micro moment. It was just the story is told in the Im- in the imagery, in the pictures. And, and we see Indy can't beat this dude up. He's wailing on him. He can't, you know, he's going to, you know, but he can outthink him, you know. And that, That's exactly and that this right. was, this was one of the first heroes, brother, where we're just, arguably better with his brain incredibly physical amazing but he's going to think his way out of stuff as well and it's just yeah because he's not that pugilist you know that
0: guy's totally that and he takes off his shirt and he's just ready to punch this dude you know like that's yeah yeah. aside from being six eight (laughs) that's right yeah (laughs) it's just brilliant man yeah it is and like even the the uh, visual effects at the very end too when the Ark of the covenant is actually open the light the light of God shines out and kills all the Nazis around them and the melting faces. I know <laughs> the, like the wax models that they had to do that, it still looks great and it still looks revolting. Don't this look guy. at it, Marion.
1: You know, keep your eyes was, shut. Yeah. Yeah. And that was unbelievable. That was, you know, that was back in the era when Harrison Ford had a vocal tone and a voice that was just, you know, different from get off my plane. Yeah. Yes, man. Oh, I didn't rate. kill my wife.
0: <laughs> That's a great entry, man. I really enjoy it. Thank yeah. you very much. Well, Mate. I think that sort of led us to the uh, yeah, take to us the home, shore, son. hasn't it? And I think we're, we're nearly there. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in today. Um, once again, hit us up on FB. Seek out the man Charlie and Candidate. Please. We want and, to hear. Um, like us and follow us and leave a comment and let us know what you'd like to hear about. Um, tell us things that we're doing great. Tell us things that you'd like to see or hear some improvement on and we'll do our absolute best. As we long as are it's not,
1: your tools. As long as it's not hygiene or cleanliness and, and we are tools, but that's fine. <laughs> that's right.
0: Yeah, exactly right. So once again, P-Boss, it's been amazing waxing about action films with you today.
1: Thank you. Yeah, cuz. Good to to actually do it for once with microphones in front of us and a recording device.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't that make sense? It's only taken us four years, man. But you know, I I knew
1: it. I was never worried.
0: So tune in next time, select another episode and uh, go through our content and have a great time because we're having a great time doing it. Yeah. Peace
1: out, everyone. Cheers.